Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program exploring all the high-stakes speed bumps and off-ramps of driving to the top of your market with our host, Chris Beal from Connect and Sell and Corey Frank from Branch 49. When you're making a cold call, is the voice you're using an effective voice? Or could it use a little fine-tuning so that you can engender trust with your prospect? The trust needed to secure a discovery meeting. Donnie Crawford, Director of Conversation Optimization at Connect and Sell, joins our market dominance guy, Connect and Sell CEO Chris Beal, to walk you through how to find your most effective cold calling voice. In previous episodes of this podcast, you may have heard our guys talk about Connect and Sell's Flight School cold calling tr- cold call training program. In today's episode, you'll get a mini flight school lesson all your own, presented by Master Instructors Donnie and Chris. Not only will you get a tried and true script, but more importantly, you'll hear you'll hear detailed instructions on how to use your tone of voice to achieve cold calling success. As Donnie says, you'll learn to bring out your friendly voice, and when you do, you'll see how that voice can make some magic happen. All this and so much more in today's Market Dominance Guys episode, Finding Your Cold Calling Voice. <laughs> Hi, my name is Gerhard Schwartner. I'm the founder and publisher of Selling Power Magazine, and welcome to our webinar. Thank you for tuning in. We have two experts today that will talk about the topic of how to conduct a fail-safe pre-discovery meeting. And that's a vital part of the sales funnel. And I want to welcome Chris Beal, who's the CEO of Connect and Sell, and also Donnie Crawford, he is the flight school director with Connect and Sell. Welcome, Donnie. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Gerhard. Hey, Gerhard. Thanks. And everybody, great to be here. So, Donnie and I are here from Connect and Sell. For those of you who don't know what Connect and Sell does, we let you or one of your reps push a button and have a conversation with somebody on your list with no effort whatsoever. So, all that dialing, navigating phone systems, hanging up on voicemails, yapping with gatekeepers, all that stuff that 95 times out of 100 leads nowhere. And by nowhere, I do mean voicemail. Goes away, you push a button, you wait a little bit, you can uh, you know, have a cup of coffee, write an email, pet your cat, whatever you wanna do, and then bloop, you're talking to somebody on your list. So I'm the CEO of Connect and Sell, been around this company for 10 years, used to be a product guy. Donnie Crawford, uh, his title has actually just changed. He is our Director of Conversation Optimization. And there's a little background that's required here. Donnie's been with us for longer than I have in that he was a customer of Connect and Sell, a user, end user, a cold caller and follow-upper sales rep back in the day. And he was famous for refusing to take a job unless they would get him Connect and Sell. So we'd go all the way through the interview process and then when they'd make the offer, he'd say, great, happy to do it and come to work for you. However, I have one requirement. And eventually, when he had done that often enough, apparently somewhere along the way, we were smart enough to beg him to come to work with us. And he worked as a customer success person for a long time and then 
became our chief flight school instructor. And flight school doesn't make sense what, you know, the name of it doesn't quite tell you what it, it is. Flight school is a, a program, structured program that helps a set of rep together, five or more of them, to go from their current state regarding their skill and their competence, their confidence with regard to cold calling to the top 5% in the world. And they do it through a series of blitz and coach sessions where Donnie or one of Donnie's colleagues actually coaches them live while they're talking to real prospects. So this isn't like role play, this isn't lecture, this is live fire under pressure. And the reason that Donnie teaches this is that the key to first conversations, cold calls, or any conversation is the human voice. And almost all the information in a conversation is in the emotional part, which is handled by the voice, not the words. And what is required to get people to be really great at performance with the voice is they have to practice under pressure. Anybody can sound great in a role play. Nobody sounds quite so good when they're talking to a real prospect. And that's what flight school lets you do is learn to be great. And that gives you confidence. And that's kind of a virtuous cycle. So that's what. Chris, let me ask you a question because I find the term conversation optimization very interesting. And what you seem to be saying is that in flight school, you learn not just to uh, communicate content, but to pay close attention to how that content is delivered in an emotional atmosphere that's optimized. If I tried to say it better, I would stumble all over the place. So I'm just going to stick with that. That's fabulous. Donnie, I mean, tell us, you were just a regular rep at one point in your life, you know, struggling through the world, probably not thinking you were particularly good would be my guess knowing you because you don't go around thinking you're great. And then somewhere in there, you got introduced to this connect and sell thing. And somewhere else, you must have had this kind of aha that said the how that we speak with somebody and how they receive it emotionally turns out to be not just important, but maybe the key. Oh, absolutely. When I first used connect and sell, it was probably 14 years ago at a little startup company, Electric Cloud. And I, I was a part of a team of really dynamic reps. They were all different personalities, very interesting guys and, and gals that I was working with. And their voices were really interesting to listen to. And because you're having conversations in a bullpen together, you, you get to hear a lot of different styles of reps speaking with people, but then connect and sell came to the team and then we were having more conversations. And so we were exposed to a lot more of these experiences of interacting with people and at first, I think all of us are stiff when we are kind of free engaging and cold calling and trying to get out there and talk to a marketplace. But um, there is a moment in, in our career when we find our voice and we find how comfortable we can be on these conversations that we're having with people. And it's that moment that it clicks and you're like, hey, this is my voice. I can be friendly. I can be assertive. I can sound like an expert, but more importantly, I can really make a connection with people. And when you find that voice within yourself, it's amazing how from then on, it's just going to, it's going to be magic. And then you can improve little pieces of what you say and how you're saying things. And so I found that uh, to happen probably 13, 14 years ago. And then in flight school, we get an opportunity to work with all of our customers who go through flight school and their teams of reps who go in there and they find their voice. And it's fascinating to be able to hear when that moment happens, when it clicks, when it's not just a script they're following anymore, 
but they've internalized it and they like it and they they get the friendly voice out there and they they're able to actually make some magic happen on these conversations it's a neat moment when that actually occurs wow you just gave us a tagline for flight school you know we our tagline for connecting cells always been around right conversations matter flight school find your voice finding your voice totally wow find your voice i love it thank you I, we don't need the rest of this webinar thank you everybody <laughs> we've gotten right. our little piece of uh, marketing development done today find your voice that is what it's really it about is, it is I'm an old computer scientist, right? And I'm a physicist, mathematician by background. So I always think about things in terms of like, what's really going on under the covers? And just for everybody in the audience, just to think about this, an email contains about 5,000 bits of information. And if you wanna get the rough calculation, it's about 10 bits per letter per character. Some people would say eight, but given all the emojis and everything, we got up to 10, right? It's average so to 10, 10 now. Character, and there'll be you know, maybe 500 characters in, a, in an email. It's a, something on the order of 70 words, 80 words, something like that, maybe less. So when you kind of think about that and go, wow, 5,000 bits, that sounds like a lot. The human voice carries 20,000 bits per second. That's four emails per second. And every one of those bits will have an impact inside of that other person because our response to the human voice is entirely involuntary. We can't decide whether in advance, when Gerhard speaks, am I going to end up feeling like I trust him or like him or know him or not? I can't do anything about that. That's something that happens inside of me well below the conscious level. And so while I might be preconditioned, you know, I've been told Gerhard's a great guy. And so when he speaks, maybe I have a little bit of more of a positive bias. Fact of the matter is, his voice is either going to captivate me or it's not. We'll be back in a moment after a quick break. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer, investor, or partner is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's time to really go big, you need to use an uncommon methodology to gain attention, frame your thoughts, and employ a successful sequencing that is fresh enough to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. From crafting just the right cold call screenplays to curating and mapping the ideal call list for your entire TAM, Branch 49's modern and innovative sales toolbox offers a guiding hand to ambitious organizations in their quest to reach market dominance. Learn more at branch49.com. And we're back. And that's at a rate of, for those of you who send emails, in a seven-second conversation, you have just sent and had received and paid attention to the contents of 28 emails. But of that, 95% of that information is emotional information. It's carried in the tone, it's carried in the pace, it's carried in things we can't even really put a finger on, but they put a finger on us right in the middle of our brain. I wanna add something, this is really fascinating to me. It's so interesting that you focus on what resonates with other people. Um, there is actually brain research when two people have a conversation that is constructive, that's enjoyable, um, that is productive, then their brain regions, the same brain regions that light up in the speaker, light up actually in the receiver. 
Um, so when a salesperson or a customer have a productive conversation, the same brain regions light up. However, when you say something that does not resonate, nothing lights up and there's no communication. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So we have a, a podcast episode on the Market Dominance Guys podcast. I don't know which episode it is. Maybe somebody will find it and put it in the notes. The title is Your SDRs Are Brain Surgeons. <laughs> And that's what it's about. Well, let's jump into this a little bit. And it's it basically kind of comes down to this. And I'll give you an overview, and then I'm going to turn it over to Donnie here, who's the expert. So there's a, a view that we have at Connect and Sell, just it, it kind of founded on a fair amount of experience. We've been doing this for, as Donnie said, 15, 16 years, and at pretty decent pace, about 3 million conversations per year that we connect for people. So we have a lot to study. And here's what we've learned is that in sales, we're taught to lead with value. And we actually imagine something that when you think about it is crazy. We imagine somebody sitting there waiting for us to call them and tell them how to do their job. Tell them that here's something of value you're not paying attention to. And that's kind of an odd conceit when you think about it. An alternative to, to leading with value would be to recognize that trust is the key in business to business especially for a number of reasons. And that if we can begin with trust, then everything else that follows works better, is easier. It's within a trust relationship. If Donnie calls me, and I don't know Donnie, and he has a brief conversation with me, and I find myself kind of trusting Donnie, I don't even know I trust Donnie, and then he sends me an email. And he sends me an email afterwards, say I say to Donnie, you know, Donnie, I, I'm just too busy. I got to go. I got to go. And he says, well, okay. And he lets me go because he has connected cells. So he knows he's going to talk to me someday. So he lets me go. And then he sends me an email that has the only subject line in email that will actually be open and paid attention to 100% of the time. Thanks for our conversation today. Thank you for our conversation today. That's the ultimate subject line in the world of B2B, but not if you haven't had a conversation. So a trust building conversation, which takes about seven seconds, according to Chris Voss, the author of Never Split the Difference, the FBI hostage negotiator guy, he told me one evening, we have seven seconds to get somebody to trust us in a cold call. By second number eight, it's too late. So what this webinar is about is, okay, so say you accept that. Say you accept that beginning with trust and then not blowing it, by the way, which is the other key, because you blow and you start to sell to somebody, try to corner them with your clever questions. If I showed you a way to save 23% on the blah, blah, what would, blah, blah, you know, that's all those trap, those trap questions we ask. You can blow the trust that way, feel free. Salespeople do it every day of the week. They trade trust for the off chance of a lucky commission. They do it every day. But once you get trust, it's precious enough that you might consider conserving it and preserving it through the rest of the relationship, which might take years. It might take years for an, an interesting reason we'll share in just a moment. So whether it's email, digital, content sharing, future conversations, meetings, phone, video, you meet somebody at a conference, if you've had a trust building conversation with them, you're ahead of all competitors. And by the way, any competitor that comes and tries to displace that trust will themselves not be trusted. We do not trust people who ask us to not trust people that we already trust. 
So become that person. We call it paving the market with trust. So here's why. There's a big idea in here. So if you're selling a B2B product, the replacement cycle for your category of product is about three years. Might be two, might be four, but in general in B2B, if we just bought something yesterday, we're not looking for something that does the same thing today. We just aren't. We're not looking to discard our products and services that we buy and solutions in favor of something else because our reputation depends on them actually working. If we're the decision maker, we recommended that solution. You recommend connect and sell, buy gumbo, it better work, and you're not gonna look for anything else for three years. So three years is interesting. That means only 8.3% of your total addressable market is in market right now, of your perfect market. 100% perfect, like you've done every kind of imaginable research and you know it's dead center bullseye perfect. And guess what? Guess what? 91.7% of them aren't in market. Not this quarter. So what are you gonna do about that? Well, there's two alternatives. You can just try to grab them when you got them in front of you, choke them to death, whatever, get them to buy right now. And you can get 8.3% of the market if you're perfect, if you get 100% market share of those in market this quarter. But what about the 90, the, whatever it is, 91.7%? Well, if you build trust relationships with everybody in the first seven seconds and nurture those relationships over that three years, you can dominate your market. That's why my podcast is called Market Dominance, guys. It's not like, you know, puffing up your chest. It's like math. Here's the math. Build trust with everybody in your market in seven-second conversations. See if you can get a meeting. Why not, right? You're in a conversation. Sometimes they're in market now. Sometimes they're willing to learn more. Own that market as long as you don't blow it. How do you blow it? Either sell to them inappropriately or neglect them. So this is the big idea, right? So now imagine you embrace this approach. So you're using sales correctly. You're searching the market for those that fit your TAM. They're your ideal customers, but most of them aren't ready. And for those that are in market now, how are you gonna find out? Well, you actually have to set up discovery meetings. Now, they're usually called discovery meetings because you want to discover that they need your product. You're all guilty of this, by the way. You have this hope. I sure hope this meeting leads to a deal, right? If you can abandon that hope and actually just have an honest discovery meeting, what I call time in the confessional, where you let them know what it is that you think you do of value or provide a value and they let you know what their circumstance is and you explore that together, some pretty amazing things can happen. Andy Paul has, by the way, written an entire book. I'm going to hold it up here. Anybody who hasn't bought Sell Without Selling Out by Andy Paul just came out February 22nd. Go buy this book, read this book, and then go get the audio book and listen to this book and then go back and read the book again and then <laughs> examine your soul because there's some stuff in here that he's talking about. It's really, really simple. Let's make a connection. Then let's go to curiosity, our curiosity, be curious. Let's truly try to understand and let's be generous. Now, I didn't blow the book. There's stuff, there's more to read in there, but that's kind of it, right? So, how do you find out who's ready to go forward with you from curiosity to understanding? 
Well, in what we call a discovery meeting, we might be able to achieve some understanding by asking questions and truly listening, not just hearing, but listening, and not listening for what we want to hear, but listening for what they actually say, and then trying to understand. So here's where we start. We start in a funny place. This person's a stranger. We're a stranger. We're a bad stranger, by the way. We're that tiger. You're the tiger, right? So you're going to ambush somebody. Why? Because there's no alternative mathematically. That is, if I'm going to have a second conversation with somebody, I got to have a first conversation. That's just math. It's damned hard to count to two unless you first count through one. I know lots of folks would love to skip the step. Can't we just have them come to us out of the woodwork, out of the wild for discovery? Won't they be looking for us? Yes, you and every competitor you have, every alternative, they'll be looking for them too. So your chances of building trust before they have a chance to build trust goes way down unless you're willing to do the hard thing. And the hard thing is to be an ambusher, to ambush somebody. It's just the way it is. And uh, I apologize to all of you who don't feel that ambushing is okay. It's not okay to ambush somebody. You know, my friend Scott Webb, who was a chief growth officer over at Hub International, he's a pretty dynamic sales guy. He told me once, said, when I go in to a session with Connect and Sell to ambush people and talk to them, here's my mindset. They're about to step in front of a speeding bus. I'm going to stop them. They'll thank me. And I don't care if it hurts them a little bit to slap them in the middle of the chest and keep them from walking in front of that bus. So what is the avoidance of the bus? It's the attendance at the discovery meeting. Now we call it a pre-discovery meeting because it's kind of funny only because discovery like cold calling has a funny connotation. It means I want to discover that you need my product soon so that I can make my quota. That's what it normally means. This is a little different. So imagine you have this ambush conversation and in the ambush conversation, you use five sim simple sentences, all based on uh, sort of an emotional journey that you believe that you can help somebody go on from their ambush state, fear of you, right? Fear of you to a state where they're actually trusting you in seven seconds then to a state where they're curious about why it is that you call them and what you're talking about and to where they actually commit to saying they'll come to a meeting. So this is what Donnie teaches and I'm going to turn it over to Donnie at this point and I'll, I'll tell you a story about Donnie. I called Donnie one day when I was in the Orlando airport. This is an embarrassing story but it's not really. It's got a great ending. So I said Donnie you know, I've really become convinced as many years ago, I've become convinced that there's a different way of holding these first conversations that is 100% reliable with regard to getting somebody to trust. And that's helpful for them because it takes them on a journey to actually learning about whatever it is that we offer that might be able to help them. And that learning is the value that we want to offer in the meeting, not the product, but just the learning. So I think that this is something we can we can embrace. And Donnie said, it's a script, it's a terrible thing. And then I <laughs> took him through what it was and he said, it's worse than I thought. Oh it's my word. It's the most terrible thing. This it is sounds painful. Terrible. It sounds awkward. I couldn't do that. I can't. 
So for two hours, I walked around the Orlando airport. I thought security was going to come and, and start talking to me like I was a piece of abandoned luggage or something. You know, they're looking for somebody who left their child who's you know, 6'1 and 215 walking around because he doesn't know how to get on an airplane. And I'm talking intensely to Donnie and finally he says, well, OK, I'll, I'll try it. And then the next day he calls me up and goes, oh, my God, this is magic. This is magic. He said the first time I tried it was really awkward. And then, you know, but there's a little something, something resonated. It turns out there is a way of talking to folks that you ambush that is magic. And that's what Donnie teaches in flight school, but it comes with a consequence. And the consequence is now you've got to keep the promise that you make within those five sentences and the promises that you're going to share something with them. So Donnie, at that, I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, let's talk about the five sentences. And you're right. It felt super awkward to begin with. This was back in 2016 when I, you wanted us to field test it. And so me and James Towns and our VP of customer success, we hit the phones. I was actually in Klamath Falls, Oregon, the little town in Oregon, Southern Oregon, visiting my sisters. And uh, I was sitting on the bottom bunk of in my niece's bedroom, making cold calls with uh, this script that you handed over to me, Chris. And it was a uh, it was awesome, actually. It was a really interesting experience. I'm going to recite the five sentences and we'll, re we'll go through what they are. But if I were cold calling and I was, I was reaching out to someone, I would start off if I was selling Connect and Sell. It sounded like this. Hey, it's Donnie over at Connect and Sell. How's it going? They're like, good. What can I do for you? I know I'm an interruption. Can I have 27 seconds to tell you why I called? And at that point, they're like, uh, sure, I'm a nice guy. I'll give you 30 seconds. How about that? Perfect. I appreciate that. So here at Connect and Sell, I believe we've discovered a breakthrough that eliminates all the frustration and the waste. It keeps your best sales reps from being effective on the phone, maybe even using the phone at all. And the reason for my call is to see if I could get 15 minutes on your calendar, share that breakthrough with you. Do you happen to have your calendar available? Those are the five sentences. Now, it sounds like I went through a whole weird pitch or something like that, a monologue, but the reality is there is some engagement there. And as long as you're using the right voice during each little play, each little sentence that you're delivering, it actually gets someone comfortable enough to ask the question, yeah, I do have my calendar, but what is this, right? What, are we, what do you wanna share with me? What's this breakthrough? And the word breakthrough actually has a really interesting power to it because it elicits curiosity from someone to learn something about something that they you know, potentially could use, they would, benefit from it. And we're putting it in the context of being able to say, hey, there's something really important that we'd like to share with you. And if you give us that opportunity, no big deal for 15 minutes, it's really something everyone can consume. But if you give us that time, this is something that could be really beneficial to think about and to learn from us. Now, we don't want to be salespeople. We want to actually be advisors. Chris, I've heard you say one of the, the less trusted professions, probably grouped around politicians and lawyers, are salespeople. We want to be more like the nurses, like the, the therapists, the teachers in our lives who we trust a little bit more. And us shifting from being a salesperson to being an advisor is actually something that we want to accomplish. So in an ambush conversation we need to treat them appropriately these people are afraid of us when we've come out of the blue we come you know we, we caught them off guard they don't even know why they answered the phone 
most of the time. They're running into another meeting. They're jumping on a plane. They're picking their kids up from school. They don't know why they answered the phone, but you have them there. And a lot of times we think of these as cold calls, but the reality is a cold call just means it's, it's rigid and frozen and there's not a lot of information around it, but we do have a lot of information about them. They're the right type of person at the right type of business that potentially our breakthrough can make a difference for them. We're going to end the first part of this webinar right here. In our next episode, Donnie will continue to take you through those five sentences and give you more background and ways you can implement this and maybe entice you to want to sign up for flight school. Join us again for the next episode of Market Dominance, guys. Connect and Sell. Welcome to the end of dialing as you know it. Connect and Sell's patented technology loads your best sales folks up with eight to 10 times more live qualified conversations every day. And when we say qualified, we're talking about really qualified, like knowing what kind of cheese they like on their impossible Whopper kind of qualified. Learn more at connectandsell.com. never miss an episode, go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe. <laughs>